The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hi, it's Stephanie Hansen for The Weekly Dish, and the produce section at Lake Winds is in full autumn harvest swing. Locally grown apples like First Kiss, Zestar, Harrelson, and Sweet Tango are here. All the apples you'll find at Lake Winds have been grown using the best methods for delivering tasty, healthy, fresh apples. Use them in salads or as snacks with peanut butter or cheese and in all those delicious baked goods. We're also getting into winter squash season, and I make a killer curry squash soup that is so easy. Turn your oven on to 450 degrees and roast squash, onions, and apples until they're soft. Then blend them with a tablespoon of curry powder and vegetable stock. Serve it all with a swirl of coconut cream or sage leaves fried until crispy for a hearty fall favorite. Lake Winds just isn't natural food. They're also a great resource for recipes and cooking tips. Listeners can visit lakewinds.com to see videos of local chefs like Beth Dooley making a roasted squash salad. Don't miss out on the last of the local growing season. Enjoy the best that fall in Minnesota has to offer with Lake Winds located in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, Richfield, or online at lakewinds.com slash delivery. Stephanie March and we are funny and we eat a lot and we have a call that held over from the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. Thanks, Annie. Uh, How you doing? I'm good. How are you girls today? We're doing great. What can we help you with? Okay, so I went on this squash soup kick like five years ago and I canned a ton of it. And And then I also went on a tomato soup canning kick. So I've got all of these beautiful soups. And they've been canned, and they're like four years old. And how long will they last? <sighs> I know it's a coffee because it looks beautiful from the outside, and I just don't have the heart to chuck them because it took me so much work. But, you know, like the tomato soup, I'm worried about botulism, but with the squash soup, eh. Where are they? Are you, have you been keeping them in like in a cool space, or have they just been like display? No, they were downstairs in the basement. I think I need them. Forgotten, of course. I need them. Okay. I'd open them up, and if the seals didn't have like anything around, and I'll let you guys know what happens. And then I have my other question is: so when I made these soups, I borrowed from a chef this mixer that has a blade at the bottom that they gave it the creaminess. And what is the name of that machine? Do you remember? Do you know what that is? A Vitamix. Oh, it was like a handle with a like cord on the end. Oh, are you talking about like an immersion blender? Immersion blender, that's what it is. I need me one of those. Yeah, okay. you do. That is the key because you don't have to pour soup into a big container. Cuisinart right, has right. a great and it one. Made it super creamy. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, like I'm not encouraging you to get sick if you open them up and they smell <laughs> funky or they look funky or the seals, you know, don't look great. Then I wouldn't, but yeah, I think I would. Yeah. Did you just kind of think as a rule of thumb, canned things are going to last at least a year? Yeah, I do. If you keep them stored in, you yeah. know, reasonably like 60-ish degree temperatures. Okay, I'll let you know what happens. All yeah. right, I love it. <laughs> Unless you die, and then yeah. you won't. And then you won't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Thanks, Annie. <laughs> I mean, I never even thought to can squash soup. 
but I think that's a fabulous idea. You? I don't know. I mean, because I don't put dairy. If you know, no. you can't. You cannot can dairy for the record, people. So you can't be jarring canning things up like that. Cream no. of things, no. but. Well, it's, yeah, it's the fat. And tomato soup is no different than tomato sauce. No, it's not. And I can that. Stephanie, someone sent on my Instagram that McCormick's Pub uh, has a take and bake chicken pot pie. And they're offering them limited quantity daily for curbside pickup. Um, So I'm going to put that on my Instagram story if anyone wants to check that out. Okay. They're in Wyzetta, so you probably know where they are. Oh, McCormick's. Yeah, McCormick's Pub. Oh, there's, there's a different one, too. Okay. Um. McCormick and Schmicks, is that what you're thinking? No, but there's, what's the one in St. Louis Park that I'm thinking of? I don't know. McCormick's Pub. Yeah. No, West I know Cider. that they're in Wyzetta. They're, that's a cute little place. It looks really cute. The they have a great burger there. Pot actually. pie looks fantastic. Yeah. Think of all those new places I'm going to get to try. <laughs> so God. exciting. It's the only thing that's keeping me like, I'm like, we can just go for drives. Stephanie goes for drives out west all the time. You don't get to take my drives, okay? <laughs> Let's be clear about that. <laughs> you don't get to go to a farm and be like, oh my God, that I've talked about for six years. I'm gonna and then do you it go, anyway. oh, look, you here's know. a thing. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have a conniption. That's all. Okay. Let's do our top two in hour two. Give him the old one. One, two, one, what two, if I move to now. Call, the Weekly Dish presents <laughs> Top 2, Top 2. The Top 2. Pick your best two. Alright, give me two. Okie doke. Um, do you want me to go ahead? Sure, go okay. first if you want to. I just want people to know that Tea House on University Avenue, and they have another location, too, and I think it's maybe... Well, the original one's in Plymouth. Thank you. And then I think their St. Paul one is still open? No? On University? Yeah. No, yeah. but I mean, there's one in St. Paul over oh, uh, by... 94. Yeah. Sunray, kind of that area. Yeah. I think you're right. I think so. I just want you guys to know that their takeout Chinese is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've had a few takeout experiences in the Chinese realm that have been like, meh. They... Just delivered. The Kung Pao chicken was fantastic. Crispy, very crispy chicken wings, which Mm -hmm. is hard to do in a takeout situation. You could tell they used like rice flour or something. They were super good. The sauce was great. The dumplings with the chili oil, very delicious. Nice uh, vegetarian egg rolls. And then um, steamed soup buns. Yeah. Were just fantastic. It was really a great takeout Chinese experience. That's Tea House on University? That's correct. Okay. And the original and tea house too. in Plymouth it will be very close to you. Like like ridiculously close to you. Okay. Yeah. West. Yes. I'll allow you the tea house. <laughs> um, my first one, you guys, is the fact that uh, it's kanji season, actually. Um, I'm super excited by the fact that uh, it's time for soups like we were talking about. But like for me, all I want is that rice porridge, that kanji, which is so just kind of like warming like the other day i was so cold in the house i hadn't gotten the heat all fired up really and i was uh i was like god i just really want something warm and jake went through like all these things like do you want rice and beans do you want da 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 and he went through all these things and i was like you know what i think i really want kanji and i didn't make it that night because i didn't have rice but now i'm all set i think i'm gonna make the kanji which is of course just you take rice and you boil it to a point where it and like six cups of water it's like one cup of rice to like six cups of water 
and you boil it down and it usually takes a long time and you have ginger in there and you have spices so that it cooks into the flavor of the rice and it breaks into that kind of mushy beautiful porridge type thing and then i put in pork or chicken and then i put in a couple eggs like i do the jammy eggs on top so can you do that in the instant pot too yes and in fact i'm going to actually put the instant pot recipe up because i think that that's it makes it so much easier it's crazy fast it's a 20 minute i think it was a 22 minute cook down to to break the rice down in the instant pot weekly dish instant potters on the facebook page is that facebook group if you want to see some of these recipes and other recipes that people share it's a great group yeah what's your second okay i had something that i was like oh i don't know but this is looking good and then i ate it i was like oh and i sat in my car and ate the whole thing yeah the um, potluck in Rosedale is doing a fall festival. Yeah. And they had this Nordic waffle. And I like the Nordic waffles at the state fair. You know, I'm that's fine. I had their fall festival entry, which was a caramel apple s'more Nordic waffle. And it was like this apple compote that they scooped and spread on the waffle. Then they had um, North Mallow caramel swirl marshmallows and then graham cracker crumbles and sealed it up in that Nord or closed it up in the Nordic waffle. It's like a taco yeah. like wrap. I just like the first bite was like, oh, this is really good. And then I'm in the car and it's starting to like get melty and those marshmallows yeah. are starting. It was so good. You were down on it. I really was. And I loved it. Good. And I'm, I can't stop thinking about it. Actually, You're I'm going to get another get one again. before they disappear at the end of the month. That is, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. That's a, they're doing a lot of great stuff over there. I yeah. You know, they are. I, I felt like um, I was able to get in and get out quickly yeah. and I ate it in my car and it was good. Decent. Um, okay. So my second one is uh, honestly just my obsession with squash. I know I just <laughs> mentioned earlier that I was going to be making a squash soup, which now I think I'm going to make congee and figure out how to roast some squash and put it in my congee is what I've decided. Oh, that will be good. Yeah. You I just should, I'm thinking roast because up squares. Yeah. I want, I think I'm going to go super hot on the roast of the butternut maybe, but here's the deal. I'm putting up you guys a collection that I off of uh, Chow Hound, which is like all of these, like the best winter squash recipes. And of course, you know, we're talking acorn squash and butternut squash and all this stuff. And they have a bunch of great little ideas from like bacon wrapped squash bites to roasted delicata squash salad, which love a delicata. Butternut soup, slow cooker vegetable stew. They've got pappardelle pasta with squash in it. So it's just a little bit of like thinking about the spaghetti squash situation, which was so big for the anti-carb set. Remember, everyone was like, look, it's spaghetti, but I, it's not. I've and, eaten a lot of that. Have yep. you? I never, I could do it with the zucchini, but the spaghetti squash has such a specific sweetness to it that I could never get my mind to be like, I'm eating pasta, you know? I could. I never <laughs> did. Yeah. And Jake didn't like it either. So I was sort of like, eh. Yeah. You know, but I will, there was a great recipe. I don't know if it's on this one about doing like a bolognese, sort of a lasagna boat with your squash, like digging out your spaghetti squash and then putting in like the bolognese and then putting a bechamel on top. Yeah, and then that becomes like a a lasagna boat. I could do that because there's enough flavor other than just sauce and squash. Yep. You know what I mean? But I mean, then this one, you would love this Thai red curry with kabocha. Oh, squash. yeah. I love, I love curry. I know you do. I do I always love think curry. About you. I make it all the there's time. There's a pumpkin lasagna when did we talk about that was i don't that, know but you oh, make it, was patrice. it and it's delicious it was patrice's in her book in okay. the Ten Thousand plates book pumpkin lasagna and that's where i think i want to go and do that so too at some point 
And the pumpkin gnocchi. That was another one I talked with the boys this weekend about what we're going to do for Thanksgiving. I think that's it. Okay. I am wondering, just as a side note, when it's going to be okay to talk about Thanksgiving. And you can tell me when we come back Okay, on The Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota. And I just want to tell you how glad I am that we have a resource for farmers and food and agriculture in Minnesota. We are so lucky. It's one of the biggest things that our state is known for. And sometimes I feel like we don't get a chance to actually talk to farmers and find out what they're doing. And Common Ground, Minnesota is a, is, is a place on Facebook where you can ask questions about how your food is grown right here from local farmers. These are women who are volunteering their time to answer your questions and to engage in conversation. Plus, they'll show you cute farm pictures of their dogs. I mean, what's better than that? And they post recipes. What could be better than that? Common Ground Minnesota is a resource for you guys, and it's all volunteer-led. And I just encourage everybody, if you're curious about your food and where it comes from and the farming that is going on in Minnesota, you want to get to Common Ground Minnesota on Facebook. Stephanie, because we could see it, but do you know who sang that song? Yeah, I'm just looking okay. at it, so I have to say Sister Hazel because, because that's I literally just one hit wonder. I don't. Did is anybody? It? I mean, did Sister Hazel do anything else that anyone is excited yeah. about? I don't know. Okay. I don't really know. I don't. But I'm not a Sister Hazel. I mean, like I don't know. Like bands could be super famous, or like, and I wouldn't realize. Right. It, you right. know what I mean? Okay. I am just gonna take a few minutes here to talk about cooking things. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> You know how Do you want me to go away for a while. No, I want to talk about it with you. Okay. <laughs> but I this isn't like this is maybe a little bit of a dribs and drabs or what Stephanie cooked this week. But okay. I think it's worth noting. First of all, I grew cabbages and I made a lot of sauerkraut. Right. And then if you cut off your cabbage and you it's early enough in the season, the cabbages will make other cabbages, which I did not know. So when Kurt went to the cabin and cleaned out the cabin and got the garden ready for the fall. He brought back these three cabbages that I didn't even know I had. Yep. And they were kind of smaller and tight, which was great. And I was like, oh, cabbages. And I didn't have, my grill is not, because it's un- disconnected. Mm-hmm. I have like one saucepan and I had these cabbages and I have no spice barely. I like have nothing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what can I do with these cabbages? I need to eat something today. Have you ever had a cabbage plank? Um... I don't know what a plank is. I'm going to tell you. Or a steak. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Czech Republic all the time. So good. Yeah. So you take your cabbage and you, instead of cutting it like in half horizontally, you cut like the ends off and you cut in about an inch, inch and a half, right? Like a cauliflower steak. Yeah. Same. same. So you get this like, I'm going to call it a plank and that's not the right word. You get a steak. And I, they said yeah, to a plank is like a long I know. board. They said to cut the center out of it, but yeah. I didn't because I was like, well, I want it to hold together. I don't want it all over the place. Yeah. So I cut these big fat slabs. Then I put them on um, a skillet with olive oil and put olive oil on the top. And I had smoked uh, smoked paprika. Yeah. And I had salt and pepper. And I had a little of Heather's Dirty Good Seasoning, but you wouldn't need to use that if you didn't want. I just love that seasoning. No, I do too. So I cooked them in the oven at 375 degrees for about 40 minutes and took them out. And it was ambrosia. (laughs) They were so good. Kurt was like... Can I just quickly... There's like an ambrosia... I have a picture of ambrosia up, which is this, you know, a very sweet... Marshmallowy thing. So when you say that, my mind just went. No, no. I no. just Kurt was like, 
wow, this is so good. It was so good. It was amazing. Yeah. And it was just this very humble, not very fancy recipe. And I think cabbage is kind of underrated because if you're like me, you ate, like I did the cabbage soup diet 52 times in college. Oh, so even eating cabbage is can sometimes be a little weird for me because I ate that soup so much. It was like caramelized. It was crispy on the edges. The smoked paprika gave it like kind of a, a spicy bite. Yeah. And it was buttery. Yeah. It was really, really great. So oh, fun. You discovered like that's a really good. Yeah. And like, I can't wait to make it again. Yeah. And I think it would be good to like if you're having vegans over or vegetarians and you want to have like something that's a little more substantial. You can also apparently serve it with pasta and other things, but I just, I thought it was really good and I wanted to tell you guys about it because I'd never occurred to me to make a steak out of cabbage. Yeah. So it was delicious. Okay. Okay. Second thing, go to my mother-in-law's house for dinner last Sunday and my mother-in-law's a fabulous cook. And I said, what are you making or what'd you make? She said, well, I made Ellie's favorite meal. Ellie's my daughter. Yeah. You'd think I would know her favorite meal. So I was like, huh, well, what are you making her? And she's like, her favorite meatballs. Oh, Ellie has a favorite meatball. She's like, hasn't she ever told you that these are her favorite meatballs? No, she hasn't. So then I was like, okay, does grandma not know that Ellie's? And so Ellie comes to dinner and she's like, oh, you made my favorite meatballs. So you didn't know. Is it just that you didn't know? Or yeah. is it? So I think that the thing is that that every like grandmas and stuff, they just have different they have a whole different food life with our kids than we do. Yeah. And, and you that have, was exactly what I discovered. When Ellie has a kid and whatever or whatever and you have Let's like. Hope. Yeah. But you will have a different food life and she'll be like, what? You ate this with like. Take all the time. He goes, oh, yeah, that time when I would sit and watch Andy Griffith's show and I would eat these, you know, these little t- cucumber sandwiches. I'm like, what? That's so funny. And I, I had never no even idea. thought about it in this context, yeah. but you're absolutely right. They have an entire different life that we actually love because we need them to take them for us. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, and it's this whole thing of like, yeah, Jake has, my mom brought over like an apple thing that she made and he was like, oh, this is like what she does with this. And I'm like, what? What are you talking so about? So funny. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was immediately like, God, I'm the worst mother in the no, world, no. but I did not know this. No, because it wouldn't have been like. You can't make that and it wouldn't have been her no, favorite. It's, it's the grandma yeah, making it. Totally. Yeah. So what it is, and this is why I bring it up because I think people get creeped out about veal. Veal? Veal meatballs. Okay. These meatballs are, so veal is just young cow. Yeah. And it's mixed with ricotta. And so they're very pink and they're very smooth looking because the veal is ground and then you mix it with the ricotta and it's it almost looks like it wouldn't be working in a meatball because it's really kind of smooth. But then you roll them with a little bit of flour on your hands and then you fry pan fry them. Oh, you pan fry them. And then you make a sauce. Yeah. And you cook it all together. And I, the meatballs, veal makes a gigantic difference is in a meatball. Is it dense? Or no. is it, okay, because I was going to say like, you- pillows yeah if you do the ricotta in there as well i bet that's what like that moisture then that has adheres to the little bit of fat that they have and that gives you that lightness like They're sometimes if so you light put water into meatballs like you do a little bit of water that helps lighten them up because the denseness is 
sometimes too much for me. Yeah, they. I would like you to try these because they were fantastic. I might do it. I might try them. So we put a recipe up. It's these ricotta meatballs made with this ground veal that you can get at your grocery store. You can get at a butcher. You just ask them for it. And then what I I was like, oh, how did you make your tomato sauce? Because that was also super good. Yeah. She was like, oh, that's the Alice Water Simple Sauce. Which, if you have fresh tomatoes, you can do it. But I have used, and she uses the San Marzano canned tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And it's just three ingredients. It's garlic, olive oil, the tomatoes. And then you can finish it with oregano or basil, dried or fresh, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it was just this really earthy, lovely sauce that was simple with these delicious light meatballs. It was just delicious. Yeah, that's great. And that's Ellie. Grandma Ellie's favorite Ellie's meal. Favorite meal. I was like, okay, good to know. Ellie's favorite meal. So I did post the recipe. It was really great. Give it a try. I love it. today um so it's definitely the fall season it's definitely october for me that of course like we're doing all the cooking that we talked about but the other thing i'm doing besides cooking is watching scary movies oh i haven't started yet but i want to okay this is great so here's the thing i know that we have halloween is coming up and we kind of touched a little bit about like what are we going to do for halloween you and i are going to be here on halloween Mm -hmm. you know morning let's have a whole halloween show that's what i think i think we should i'm gonna i'm gonna get you in the mood for that today and maybe we'll do some menu planning and things like that for it later but i think that people are going to be doing halloween sort of like watch parties i know a couple people have talked to me about because they know that i love scary movies and i watch them all october and so they were like oh we should do a watch a group and we should watch it together but not together and i thought what would be cool is to have like a dinner party themed around like a scary movie or something yeah and so you each make something at home and i'm saying a dinner party at home like on you know these watch party apps and stuff and so i was thinking about what foods go with what scary movies and this is where i am kind of excited like i started thinking about the quiet place right Okay, have you seen The Quiet Place? Is that the one where they don't talk they during the movie? They can't talk because the monsters can hear everything? I loved that movie. Okay, and it's like John Krasinski, Krasinski and Emily, Emily Blunt, Blunt, and they are so pretty, and I love them, and the whole thing, they have a great dinner scene, like a very harvesty in their barn thing. It's terrifying, but, and I don't want to ruin everything, but um, I love the idea of not having any sound. With the food you were eating, like what would you have if you were just if you couldn't have you didn't want to make any sound? You tried to have an entire dinner. That oh, because you zero couldn't sound. be like lip smacking or slurping like, or like like they had. There was a recommendation for chocolate mousse because that's a thing it doesn't crunch. Except for the spoon would clink on. Well, the glass I mean, you'd jar. have to like make your yeah. efforts, or you could put the chocolate mousse like in a yeah, like you could put it in on, a push pop. Yeah, or something like a plastic that push would be up. Good. Yeah, but then like the idea of like soup, but you can't slurp. You'd have to drink it. Or like scrambled eggs for some reason to me was like, that's soft, you know, things that wouldn't make a sound if you were crunching. So that would be kind of a fun thing is to then get your food friends together and everybody have this like, okay, what would you make for what scary movie? And this is all assuming you're all going to eat it at home. 
Right. This is, yeah, this is <laughs> not. Because you're zooming. Yeah, this like, is not going I made spaghetti. Out. It's delicious. I yes. hope you would want some. Well, I kind of feel like the idea is to put the recipes up together oh. and then say, like, like a dinner party group would be like, okay, we're going to watch, uh, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas, which is for a family-friendly, cute Halloween and Christmas sort of mashup. And you could have, like, spicy and, you know, hot chocolate that was spiked or, you know, kind of both spicy or spiked or whatever. Kind of I for the do. Kids. This is cute. This yeah. is fun because it's Thank communal. You. It's what? It's it can be communal because I was sort of like, oh yeah, except everybody. But you can, like, uh, yeah, like okay. So here's some of the ones that we were thinking about. Like if you were going to watch, if everyone was going to watch Children of the Corn, I thought that is a great '80s scary movie. P.S. I made Jake watch Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, I'm I'm basically cycling him through all my old scary movies, and he's like, this doesn't, this is not very scary. I'm like, I was terrified. I was terrified of Freddy. Anyway. But Children of the Corn. Did that scare him? Children of the Corn? Mm-hmm. We haven't watched it yet. Okay. Yeah. I kind of, that's that a Stephen one. That one is a scary one because it's kids. Uh-huh. Anytime there's... Demonic children. Demonic children are terrifying. Yeah, or dolls. Oh, forget about the Annabelle. dolls. <laughs> what was that one where Annabelle, what's that movie? Yeah, I don't know that yeah, one. Uh, Ella, my daughter, Ellie, and in fact, maybe she should come in and be on our Halloween show stuff because she like did her, her dissertation... In, oh, right. in, her English major in scare horror scary movies. Oh, we should. That's, we should do it. Let's think about that because okay, we'll I'm going to run that. into her today. Okay, but ca- Children of the Corn. I think this is an easy one for everybody. Yeah. Everybody has a corn dish. Corn harvest. You can do corn, corn bread. You can do tortillas. You can do tacos. Stephanie's delicious corn. What's your delicious corn with this? The cream corn, which yes. we were talking about. Uh, we can do. You can have horchata drinks. You know, those are like the corn milk based things, the cinnamony things. Rum chata. Yes, and you could rum chata up. Okay, things like Silence of the Lambs. That's a natural fava beans everywhere. Everyone drinks Chianti, but also like (laughs) weird, like you would eat liver, like you could have liver. Gross. You know what I'm saying? It would be great to have liver. Have you ever had good liver? Yes. Oh, dude. Well, and liver mousse. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like you could do pate, but I would also Good fried liver you've had? Oh, yeah, I have. Okay. Not prepared by... Anyone related to me? Let's be clear. Sorry, Mom. Um, But there is definitely a chef. I can't remember where I ate at some restaurant, and it was this beautiful liver. Yum. And I thought it was great. Um, Okay, so here, so what are some of the other scary things? I'm trying to think of the um, the uh, movie places. Like, okay, so for The Ring, have you ever seen The Ring? Did you ever see The Ring? No. That was that sort of Japanese horror film where like she came out of the TV kind of a thing. Oh, that sounds scary. But there's like you see a ring or something like that. And I was thinking, what if you all had like you had to have round ring shaped food? A Jello ring. A Jello ring. They or, have like, tons those of them at Arts Value Village. You know, like that you make out of the. With the crescent oh, rolls? yes. <laughs> the tasty recipe that's yes! the pizza balls that you rip open and yum. Okay, now here's the big question. Have you seen Hereditary? Yes. Okay, I have not seen it. Okay, Stephanie. I know, I know. Are you saving that for Halloween? Because that's perhaps one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. So, you guys, what started this weird thought process was the fact that there was um, somebody, somebody sent a press release out, you know, that was like the 10 most helpful part palpitation, you know, raising movies of all time. And Hereditary was number one. Now, Hereditary is a show, is a movie that Jake's best friend, Henry, has been goading me to watch for two years. And I haven't watched it. And so I have a bet. So we have a night set where we're all going to dial into Hereditary and watch. It's the perfect kind of movie because a lot of scary movies for me are short on plot. Okay, right. But this feels... That's what he said to me. He goes, you will love this because of... 
He's like, you love a story. And Tony Collette is the star, and she's such a great actress. Okay, so Chow Hound, which is that's the that's the list that I'm going to put up for sure on the website, has read, and I don't know the movie yet. So, but they have said charred pork chops with brown rice is because of um, something to a certain creepy crawly. I won't say because I didn't read it. But they said that that was a good one for it. Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember that. Okay. I was thinking something else. But okay. it's it's but definitely a good one to watch. And I watched Midsommar. Yep. And Somer? that one. Midsommar. Um, like you could do Gravlax and you could do a whole Swedish meal. You could do a whole Swedish meal with Midsommar. If you, that is another scary movie that's very thoughtful and kind of bizarre, but scary. Yeah. Ellie made me watch that one. Yeah, I watched, I think I only saw part of it, and so that's unfortunate. For, it got a little draggy in some spots, I but it was pretty right. a cool premise. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, did you ever see It Follows? That was one that everyone said was super scary. And that's on my list to watch this month. No. Yeah, Is that it was based a whole, on It? No, no, it's not It, right? It's something about, like, something is following you there's like something behind you all the time like you you know or the one with um elizabeth moss where like their her abusive boyfriend was invisible the invisible man we just watched that i didn't think that was a horror movie that was more like you know what i mean psychological terror Yeah, i guess like in the old days the invisible man was like a scary movie and like but this one was a little bit more psychological cloverfield have you watched that i love the cloverfield movie that was a good movie too very thoughtful Scary, but almost scary because you could see it happening in real life. What about The Mist? Did you see The Mist? Okay, The Mist is... Ellie, (laughs) I don't even feel like I can talk about this because literally the kid could talk to you for 40 minutes about The Mist. Really? She's very, very... It was her first like seminal young person watching a scary movie alone with a friend was that movie, and she could talk to you about it, I swear, for an hour and a half. Um. I love the fact that they, they're saying that because, you know, you're basically barricaded in a grocery store like you could totally or like, you know, it's like you're in like they're, they're, they're suggesting bacon wrapped hot dogs, sort of making it a weird Yum. spiral cut thing. But I thought that was fun. I totally thought about that. So my favorite. Do you have a favorite scary movie? Well, I mean, Halloween, just Hall- because exactly. sitting in a, the original Halloween yeah. is 100 percent my favorite scary movie and just like scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Another one that really scared me, and I think, again, it was due to my age, was When a Stranger Calls. Oh, yeah. And he's in the house. Yep. And she's like, he's in the house. What would you eat with Halloween? I was trying to think about it. And it's because Lori makes... Candy. Yeah, well, she makes popcorn. And I literally thought I would totally eat just a big bowl of popcorn. And, like, she also carves out the or pumpkin. Pump, your pumpkin, the pumpkin dipper thing. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking about that. Um, what would the you? The Shining re- is also scary, but in a different way. No, we totally watched that and Doctor Sleep, and like for The Shining, food wise, honestly, it was kind of like we were watching the kitchen. You know, like they're in the giant commercial kitchen, and it makes me want to open a big can of peaches or something for some reason, just because that's you know like they're doing. But there's no real. Is there a food scene really? That's it. No, in The Shining, but I, I don't know what I would make in movies. I know. Um, but there's a lot of great ones. And so there's, how about what, the Babadook? Have you watched the Babadook? Okay. No, but I've had a lot of discussion about the Babadook with Don McLean from oh, the morning really? show. And also there's a leprechaun. Yeah. The leprechaun ones, like, like that, Chucky and the leprechaun <laughs> one stuff that does nothing for me. Where the, like every time you, there was a video that was real scary. That was a preview for a movie where every time someone turned down the light or turned off a light, the little like leprechaun was in the shadows 
It was scary. Oh. I might, I'll might. i try and find it, okay. see if I can find the trailer and put it on the Weekly and Dish Facebook page. Just so you know, you can do like family-friendly stuff with this, too. You know what I mean? This is a fun one to do if you're going to all watch Hocus Pocus. You know what I mean? Like Hocus you can, Pocus was great. It was. It's so great. And like, you know, you can make like Halloween candy bark or Halloween. You can do, do like all like the kind of the fun witchy things, you know, make green slushies and I think if you go kind of that way, like someone made brownies that looked in the shape of the Book of the Dead, you know, with the eyeball and stuff. Well, and we're coming up on Dia de los Muertos, and I still haven't watched that movie. The Book of Life. Yeah. You got to do it. It's Jake, literally on the drive home yesterday, was like, we're almost into Book of Life territory. Okay, I'm going to write that one down. (laughs) It is my favorite one. What was the other one where the kid plays the uh, guitar? Coco. Yeah, I never saw that either. I actually haven't watched that because I'm so loyal to Book of Life. Okay. I know. All right. All right. There you go, you guys. And hopefully we'll have some fun stuff. With oh, my sister just texted me when a stranger calls. Is so Yeah, like, that was her scary one, too. Within the yep. house. Get out. If you're an 80s kid, actually, you should drink some tab with that. Because it's going away. <laughs> and rub some baby oil on you before on you, you go, go outside. outside. <laughs> I know. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be right back with the uh, wrap of the show. We're just trying to determine when Kelly Clarkson wrote this song, the breakup anthem. Let's see. Is it tough? 2004. So that was a year after my baby was born. No. Okay. And like, if you look at her picture, she looks like a child. That's cool. She was such a young when she started. American Idol. You look like a child. That's cool. Well, because she was just so young and so successful even then. I remember um, when she won uh, the American very first Idol with American Justin Idol. Garino. I know. You guys. They made that horrible movie. A real thing. <gasps> um, Grace Lear music update, by the way, uh, who was on uh, American Idol. She, I told you she got signed by the record label, right? So she's yes. in Nashville writing yes. songs. So fun to just like watch her. She has more Instagram followers than I do, which makes me a little jealous. She's on television. I know. Hello. She's a up to like 60,000. Television. National yeah, television. So funny. Um, so yeah, that's what's happening with Grace Lear for those of you who's keeping track. Okay, Stephanie, real question. Yeah. You have rules about when we can talk about Thanksgiving. And I had <laughs> no, a couple I have Thanksgiving mostly rules things. about Christmas. Let's be clear. Okay. So I'm asking you out of respect for the show okay. and our relationship, when can we talk about Thanksgiving? Well, I mean, honestly, my big thought is that we have, you know, Halloween is normally the thing that you want to focus on. And I mean, like you want to focus on the next holiday. Yeah, normally we're really excited about Halloween. Yeah. And this year it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I don't want to have fatigue is my big uh, always thing is because this is what happens to me with Christmas. When people start talking about Christmas before Thanksgiving, by the time Christmas rolls around, I don't feel special. It doesn't feel you know, special and fun anymore. It doesn't feel okay. magical because we've already like Ruined talked the magic. about it. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I try to safeguard those a little bit. Now this year, I know Thanksgiving is going to be a little bit different and that's a big piece of why maybe we should talk about it before. Well, and if we wait, so we have a show October 31st, which will be a fun Halloween show. Yeah. And then the next Saturday is November 7th. And we have one, two, three, I guess three. We have a lot. Because when is Thanksgiving? The 26th? Uh, Thanksgiving is the 26th. So that the weekend before one, the 21st is the official Thanksgiving show. So we have two full two, weekends before it. Three, three actually. Seven, 14, 21. Glad we're show planning Well, no, on the, the 21st air. will be our Thanksgiving show. Remember? It's the okay. weekend before. Got it. So then 
Seven, so we have 7th 14, and so two weeks 21. of also talking about Thanksgiving. I think that's enough. Okay, so we're not going to talk about Thanksgiving until the first week of November, which would be the November 7th, 7th weekly dish show. Yeah. Because October 31st, we're just going to talk about Halloween. It's going to be a Halloween fun fest. We're going to seriously just, eat so much sugar. I think I'm going to actually see if Ellie wants to come and talk about scary movies. She's pretty fun about it. That's great. Um... She can also tell you about all the weird costumes that I made her wear as a child. <laughs> well, we can have everybody talk about their costumes, yeah, well, right? Jake could come in, too. Well, we could we'll have see. a kids' Halloween That's show. That's a lot of people in our little booth. <laughs> oh, true, true, because remember that. we're COVID-friendly. Right. That's right. Exactly. Um, yes, you know what I mean? Like, definitely. Maybe we'll have them each call in for a segment. Oh, I don't would, know. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jake's costumes have been pretty epic, let's be clear. Like, Oh, and I'm the sorry. Tauntaun, the dead Tauntaun was Probably my favorite. And I didn't even know what that was, but it was good. Yeah. Um, Inigo Montoya. Carl yeah, that Sanders, was good. Alfred oh, Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock was fantastic. That was a great one. And then last year he was Buddy Christ, which was just, you know, he was that from the from the Dogma movie, which mm-hmm. is like the cartoon Jesus. Oh, I like cartoon Jesus. Yeah, he okay. was that. So. Any, any uh, blasphemous Post Malone, co- costumes was- are kind of funny to me. Any what? He is Post Malone, so that's almost like. It's an unfair costume. It, he really channels him when he had his senior pictures. I was like, God, he's just looking just like Post Malone. It's cute. Yep. Uh, okay, so Thanksgiving, we're doing it, but we're not going to start until after. Because when do we have to get our turkeys, though? No, I mean, <laughs> they're not that. It's not like now. Okay. <laughs> like, you can get them. Let's be clear. Turkeys, you can get them. Okay. Pretty much any time. Like when are our turkey ordering deadlines yeah. going to be? When are our food ordering deadlines going to be? It's all coming up, but it's not. Oh boy! You don't have to. Say, how about let me take this? Let me take this stress off you. Maybe <laughs> I seem stressed. <laughs> maybe we can have Halloween and get through the election, and then come back with a Thanksgiving and start talking about it to give people something to look forward to. Sure. That first weekend. Maybe on our Halloween show, let me we co- should talk about things to eat during the election night. We can because <laughs> that is going to be. Scary. Scary for a lot of people. So that's almost like a horror show. Drinks to make. Um, yes. But let's, yeah, let's be clear that basically we are walking into Halloween is on a Saturday. Sunday is going to be daylight savings time change. And then oh. Monday is going to be, or actually Tuesday, Monday will be day of the dead. Tuesday will be election day. Wow. We have a lot that we can. So let's hold Thanksgiving okay. as something Sacred. on the 7th. People can get excited about yes. talking about it. It'll be a break from the craziness i would say too if there's any of you out there that have thanksgiving quandaries that you want solved or you want like hey i need a new dressing recipe the one i'm using i'm tired of whatever your if you have questions we'll start gathering them yeah and we will um be compiling and talking about how we're going to do thanksgiving this year but you just okay wait thanksgiving no halloween dia de los muertos november 1st November 2nd, actually. November 2nd. So the first is the changing of the clocks. We have to remember that you're going to have daylight savings time. Which is that, as always, I hate that day. Everyone does. I hate that day. The fall back. I don't find it to be a problem. Fall forward, whatever it is. Fall back. I always feel like it's so weird that people have such passionate hate or love for it. Because your whole circadian rhythms get screwed up. For an hour? Yeah. Do you know how much? Maybe it's because I don't ever have a normal sleep schedule that I don't ever care that an hour swings one way or the other. And if you have a baby, oh my well, god, I get that. Like, you remember but also that? Also, they grow out of it. Like this is the thing where people are like, oh my god, this is the nightmare. I'm when like, you have you a baby though, and they're on this like schedule, and then the daylight savings comes. No, I hear you, oh. and I know that that's horrible. But they grow out of it. <laughs> 
like becoming a normal it's adult. It's not a permanent. Yeah, it's not the rest of your life, although people on Twitter like to act as if it My is. poor brother, his baby is like six weeks old, I think. And so that's going to be a roughie. Yeah. She's already not sleeping. They, yeah. she call, they call her the meatball. She eats 24-7. Who? My little, um, she's my niece. Oh. Maisie's her name. We just call her the meatball. The meatball. But, uh, she, That's going to go well in high school. She's going to love being known as the meatball. <laughs> she eats 24-7. <laughs> Was she a teenage boy? Jeez. I mean, like, honestly. You know what else is interesting? My sister-in-law had a baby the same week her sister had a baby. Mm-hmm. And her sister's had a hard time pumping milk. So my sister-in-law is milking two babies. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because she's a nurse, so she wanted the baby to get the good, you know, things that you get from the breast milk, so they're sharing. Okay. I know. It was kind of interesting. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I think next week we're going to talk about ghost kitchens, by the way. We're going to talk about all the stuff that's popping up because a lot of people are really, these restaurants in town are moving towards, uh, you know, doing kitchens that are not, they're, they're launching new whole new concepts and doing d- delivery and takeout. But I kind of want to break it down a yeah, little bit Yeah, ghost more. kitchens, that fits into Halloween theme. Um, also, well, it's not Halloween next weekend. Let's be clear. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> we have one more. <laughs> um, I also have to let you know that I have been in contact with the author who has uh, written that book, Hot Cheese, that I was very excited about. Because <laughs> I think if anything's going to get us through this rest of this year, it's, it's going to be cheese. hot cheese. And so... I'm going to try to get her on um, at least some point within the next uh, two weeks. Maybe not the Halloween show, maybe the weekend before, but we'll see. So, All right. So lots of fun stuff coming up on Weekly Dish. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things that we can look forward to, and it doesn't just have to be Thanksgiving. Yeah. It can all be fun. We've got room for it all. I mean, there's still people who are going to try to do some orchards and all those kind of fun things. Yeah. Why not? Absolutely. And get outside today. It's chilly, but just bundle up, friends. Tomorrow should be sunny, by the way, too. Enjoy. Ciao.